We're here starting your day right with Marketing Espresso, your marketing caffeine hit of the day. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Marketing Espresso. So grateful that you're choosing to listen to this podcast. As always, if you're loving it, reach out, say hi. Always reach out and say hi to my guests too, right? Because they give me, they gift us their time and their expertise. So today I have got a pretty cool guest back again for the third time. You guys know I love doing this and I love this about the connections that I make through this podcast and just in business in general. It allows me to reach out to some pretty cool people that are doing some pretty cool stuff, not only in their industry, but for their their customers as well, right? These people are the experts in their field. So I'm grateful that I can bring them to you and celebrate them and that they can gift you with some of their knowledge. So today we have the amazing Erin Huckle back. Now, if you haven't listened to the past two episodes with Erin, please go and do that. Today, we are really talking about the back to basics for building a social profile and reputation. And the last two episodes definitely kind of tie into this as well. So please go listen. If you haven't, I'll put those links in the show notes as well. But Erin is is the founder of Charcoal Communications. She is in the business of raising the profiles for her clients through proactive PR, amazing award entries, and compelling written content. She works with innovative, ethical, and creative small businesses and leaders to find their voices and tell their stories. Her focus is on helping clients connect with their ideal customers by turning up where they hang out. With almost 20 years of experience in PR, Erin has worked across several sectors, including tourism, IT, major events, not-for-profits, tech, and publishing. She still gets a huge buzz out of helping her clients get featured in the media and loves celebrating their awesomeness through the power of PR. She's based in Wollongong and is the mum to three boys, so she is very, very busy. But when she does catch some spare time, she loves a moment of peace and she loves burying her head in a book. So I am so grateful to bring back again onto the show, Erin Huckle. Erin, you're back again. Here I am. I'm like, again. I'm wearing that just keeps coming back. I know, but we love it because you just like give us so much so much info, so many goodies. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me again. I love being here. Oh, I'm so grateful. So today we're doing a back to basics. Profile as a thought leader. So building that profile because mm-hmm. I love this because I think we touched on it last episode about how so many people don't do this step when they're, you know, building their businesses and stuff and they think if their business is separate to them. And mm. I think that's a big, you know, we're, we're losing a lot of profile building in doing that. So I thought, today yeah. let's get you on to talk about this saucy little subject. Oh, excellent. Yes, it is one of my favourite subjects. And it's funny because I think a lot of people even shy away from thinking of themselves as thought leaders. I know some people don't even like the term thought leader. It's very... Um, um, it's very used these days. It's a bit overused. I don't know what else you could say, but it basically just means having an area of expertise and having the confidence to share that expertise, you know, knowing that you can help other people when you do that. And I truly believe everyone has a couple of subjects that they're, they are experts in. And especially if you're a founder of a business and you've grown that business or you've experienced challenges within that business, Straight away, you're going to have lessons that you've learned along the way that you could share with other potential you know, business owners or people who are starting out and looking for advice. So I don't think you have to be you know, a highly qualified expert in you know, neuroscience to, to be able to be out there as a thought leader. It just comes down to having some areas of expertise and then understanding that sharing that expertise could help other people. So it's again, that you know, idea of flipping it around. So it's less about oh, I'm putting myself out there and I feel like I'm really, you know, arrogant for doing that. It's more, it's not that at all. It's about what have I learned? What do I know? And how could that help other people? Personally, like for me, even when I was in corporate, I was always saying to people like, you know, build that profile as a thought leader, talk about yourself as a thought leader. I'd always say that to business owners because 
it was a step that they were missing. They were so quick to promote the business and why the business was so good, but they weren't quick to promote why they'd built that business and and why it was so good because of the lessons they've had in life. And, Mm -hmm. you know, because we said last episode, I think, that most business owners have created something because of a pain point or because of something they've gone through or, you know, and they have that unique story behind why they've done what they've done. But we're so quick not to share it. (laughs) We're so like dismissive of our own (laughs) stories. And that's the one thing I love that saying is like a lot of people say this now. It's like the one thing that makes your business different to your competition is you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the reason we often struggle with it is we are so close to our own stories and to our own businesses that we forget that they could be interesting to other people and that they could inspire other people or help other people. You know, we're often so close to what we're doing. It's, you know, nose to the grind day in, day out, you know, getting things done. We don't often step back and think, oh, wow, you know, I've built, I've gone from being a solo operator to managing a team of 20 and scaling internationally or, you know, or even just, you know, staying small and making it work or creating a business that suits my lifestyle, you know, tips around how to do that, how to, you know, understanding like um, the best time of day that you work and building a business around that. Or, you know, there are so many different approaches you can take and angles you can take as a business owner. And it doesn't have to be about the product or service you sell either. So yes, you're probably an expert in whatever it is you sell or make or do, but it could be completely bit different. It could be, you know, how I kept my business going, you know, after suffering from a major tragedy or how, um, you know, something to do with, I don't know, like how I now get my kids to help me run my business or, you know, like different (laughs) angles that you could explore. You know, there are so many ways to, to look at things and to share your own personal learnings because it will help the right people connect with you and get to know you and want to hear more from you and start that conversation with you. You know, it's opened so many doors for my clients, the fact that they now put themselves out there as thought leaders. And that doesn't have to be in PR necessarily. It doesn't have to necessarily be through media appearances. It could just be showing up consistently on things like LinkedIn and sharing advice that way. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think and especially like a lot of people come to me and they're like, I want to build my profile as a speaker. Yeah. It's like, well, you have to put your story out there because people yeah. people might want you to speak. I, I think when we see really great presenters, what is it that makes them really great? It's their presence on stage. It's their story. It's their their expertise. It's, it's the way they deliver. And that, you know, that can't be replicated. No, exactly. And, the, and as you said, the common factor for all those people is that person. It's you. So, yeah. you know, and if you do want to build your profile as a speaker, you know, then speak. Like we're so lucky <laughs> in this age. You don't have to go to a, you know, 600-seat auditorium to listen to a speaker. You can show up on Instagram and share your thoughts. That way you can create videos for LinkedIn for your own website, share them in your email marketing. You know, like there are so many ways to share your your areas of expertise and to speak And the more you speak, the more people see you can speak. And, you know, it sort of snowballs from there, I think. There's no point just writing pages and pages about yourself as a great speaker, but not ever sharing yourself speaking. Yeah, (laughs) I love that. And I think, okay, so say I wanted to show up as a thought leader. What are your thoughts on should you have a few topics that you speak on or is it better to have one or, you know, like what kind of angle should should you pick? Yeah, I think it's good to have a couple of... Well, it's good to have kind of an umbrella topic. So it's great to help people just 
associate with you and get known for one thing but often that can be like an umbrella topic that then has lots of different angles underneath it so for example if I'm talking about myself as someone who helps raise people's profiles and sometimes I could be talking about doing that through PR sometimes I could be doing that talking about doing that through awards but it all comes back to that kind of core topic of of profile raising sometimes it could be a bit of a tangent to that you know it doesn't all have to be the same thing over and over again Although I do always ask people to remember that even though you feel like you're saying the same things all the time, most people don't hear it all the time. Yeah, <laughs> so, totally. So, you know, it's great to remind people that this is what I'm an expert in or this is something I know a lot about and also bring it back to sharing stories. You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, you up there on your podium talking about your area of expertise and, and I know everything. It could be sharing your own failures, things that you've done wrong along the way. You know, people love to hear about the ways that other people have failed and overcome that, you know. Oh, one of the best. easier to relate to. Yeah, one of the best speakers I actually saw was Jodie Fox and she was talking about Shoes of Prey. And I don't know if you remember Shoes of Prey, but like I was always like, I'm going to earn enough one day to get my own Shoes of Prey. Like, and she talked about the failure and why it failed. She had the whole audience crying. Yeah. Wow. Like, so moving. And you just think, wow, she literally gets up there and relives her failure yeah. day in, day out. And it wasn't a failure. It was massive learning, as we know. But, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, amazing, amazing speaker. Exactly. And it's that idea of, you know, you don't have to turn up fully polished, fully in the know all the time you know people really respect the fact that sometimes you can be yourself a bit more or you can say I got this really wrong you know I assumed I knew this and I, I was actually wrong or, or the, the goalposts have moved I used to work this way and now things have had to change you know COVID was a great one in terms of you know everyone suddenly had to rethink the way they'd always done things and it Definitely gave people a lot of fodder for, you no know. No room for complacency. <laughs> yeah, no room for complacency, but it, it sort of was the um, driver for lots of great stories as well, you know, way, the ways people learned to change and, and created new things and identified new opportunities. So many great stories have come out of that. Yeah, so true. It is yeah. true. So I think if I'm trying to find my secret sauce, if you will, I actually hate that expression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People know it, somebody use it. If I was trying to find that, how do you uncover? Because I think a lot of people think, and I see this with my customers almost daily, like with conversations I have, they don't think they're important. They don't think that what they know is unique. They think that everyone knows it. So, like, I'm not going to share that because I'll look like I'm, you know, trying to teach people how to, what's that um, expression? Like eat eggs or I can't even. Yeah. I don't know where it is. That's the one. Um, But the truth is, the knowledge that I have about marketing or the knowledge that you have about PR raising and, and profile building, we think everyone knows that or we may, and that's how we get in our own way. So how do we kind yeah. of get out of our own way and say, actually, this thing that I'm replicating daily is the secret source, if you will. I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> but well, how do you uncover that? I really think it, it comes down to having conversations with people other than yourself. So as you said, <laughs> You know, when you when you are so close to it and you feel like it's really obvious, like I don't want to tell people how to write a press release. Like everyone knows how to do that. Well, no, they don't. Or I used to think, I don't want to talk about how to write award entries because it's so simple. But then I realized, oh no, it's simple for me. <laughs> it's not simple for everyone. Just yeah. like other people other people find things simple that I find really hard. So, you know, we're really close to it. But I would always recommend having a conversation with someone. So it could be someone like who is in the marketing world, like yourself or myself, you know, 
having a chat with someone just to sort of brainstorm ideas, but it could just be finding like a business buddy who you can sort of bounce ideas off and say, well, I was thinking I could talk about this. Do you think that would be interesting to people? I mean, take a look at some of the things that other people in your world are talking about. Sometimes that can help you kind of come up with ideas as well. But don't assume everyone knows everything about what you know. You know, I think it's great to sort of get back to basics. And when you present it, you can sort of even say, you know, this might be obvious to some people, but it's recently come to my attention that not everyone knows that this is something that you can do when you're raising your profile on LinkedIn. You know, it could be really simple stuff, but I think instead of kind of feeling like you need to know everything, have that conversation with someone and say, well, here are some things I thought I could talk about. What do you think? And often having that sort of back and forth with someone else, whether it's your your partner or your mom or someone else in business or someone you walk the dog with, whoever it is, like have a bit of a back and forth. And sometimes you might mention something and they'll say, oh, wow, that would make a really great story. Or, you know, oh, you should share that. People would find that really interesting. So it just comes down to bouncing ideas around, which is something I love doing. And that's something I always do when I start working with a new client, you know, let's have a bit of a chat because sometimes there are nuggets of gold to be found in there that they haven't realized other people would love to hear about. Yeah. And I think the key there is like, I I find with me, I really started uncovering what I was going to be known for or like where, where I sat in the marketing realm when I started having conversations with clients and listening to stuff that they were wowed by. Because instantly they're like, oh my God, I never thought of that. And you're like, huh, interesting. And then when you hear that over and over and over again about the same thing that you're saying to people and they're like, that's mind blowing. You're like, okay, well, if it's mind blowing to five people, it's going to be mind blowing to 500. Like, because then anyone out there that's like, I already knew that. Well, they're not your people anyway. They can just scroll on by. It's fine. (laughs) I don't need you. (laughs) That's so great. Do you have any other kind of like pointers, I guess, for for starting this profile building? So take a fresh look at the platforms you have on social media. So I think LinkedIn really does lend itself to this kind of sort of thought leadership type work. So just make sure that your profile really does tell people who you are and, you know, share that expertise, put it in your heading. You know, if you're an expert in, I don't know, the psychology of cats, like put it in the heading, <laughs> you know, be clear. Don't assume that other people know who you are and what you do just because you've been connected with them for ages. Make it really clear in your heading, write a profile that really, you know, and about that really talks to those areas of expertise and reminds people of what you do. And then just share consistently. Like I think, you know, it's easy, easier said than done. We all struggle sometimes to yeah. be consistent with showing up. You know, just always try and remember what what would someone think if they came across you for the first time or they connected with you for the first time? You know, would they be able to see fairly quickly, oh, okay, this is Beck and she's an expert in X, Y, and Z. You know, you know, be quite confident in saying that. It doesn't, it does feel a little bit boastful, but really it's just making it clear. And who was I think I was listening to someone recently, I don't know if it was Glenna Doyle or Brene Brown, but one of them said, Clear is kind. Like I love being clear is it's kind and it's also helpful. Like if you're really clear about what you do, then there's no, you know, confusion and there's no room for, you know, wondering or, yeah, it's just really direct and easy for other people. Yeah. And I think one of the things I've seen work really well for my clients is when they get really laser focused on what they do want to be known for, because then they create all their content and everything like platform wide. So whether they're sending emails, LinkedIn newsletters, LinkedIn posts, whatever it may be, they're really clear on like what the message is that they want to be talking about and then they become known for that in that space and I think that's a real gift to offer other people because they know instantly if I want to know about xyz I'm going to go to Beck or you know and I think it's yeah clear is kind 
Yeah, having that consistency and also having a bit of a call to action. Like it doesn't have to be in every post. It doesn't have to be, you know, DM me or email me and book in now. It doesn't have to be a sales pitch, but make it easy for people to have a way of taking action if they feel excited about what you've said so that they don't read it and think, yeah, that's great. And then now what? You know, like kind of give them an easy way to continue the conversation or find out more or engage with you or book in for that discovery call. Just make it really easy. Yeah. Because I have seen, (laughs) this is an interesting thing I've seen with, with, with when you build your profile really well. I've seen people do this and then other people feel they're un- they're inaccessible. So they build their profile so well, they become so so big and so well known in that thought and for that, you know, that that thing. And mm. everyone thinks, Oh, I couldn't afford her or him. Yeah. And they're probably booked out. So I think making it really clear that you can work with me and this is how. And I think that's the missing thing. We can get really caught up in building profile and putting mm-hmm. out lots of service pe- like in service educational posts and things like that, that we actually forget to say, hey, no, you can still work with me. Like yeah. I'm, I'm important, but you can work with me. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I've found since, since I've started working with some higher profile clients, I've had other people say to me, oh, I assumed I couldn't afford to work with you because I saw you worked with this person. Yeah. So yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it? It's- and I think, you know, it, I've often found the same with like journalists and podcast hosts and that kind of thing. Like I've said to clients, oh, well, you know, we can contact them and ask if they'd like to have you on. And, and they've kind of like balked at the idea, like, why would they want to talk to me? And it's like, mm. well, they're still a person, you know, what's the that? Happen? You know, they could just ignore you or they could say no, or they might say yes, but if you never ask, you'll never get. Yeah, totally. I used to be the same. I'd be like, oh, I couldn't ask so-and-so because they'd be, I was afraid to ask people onto the podcast. Yeah. And now I'm like, even asking you, Erin, I was like, oh, Erin, like she's, she's got limited time. Like, and I was like, no, just to ask her. Like we're, you know, we're connected. We're friends. Like we've got people in common. Like, of course she's going to say yes. And you did straight away. You're actually my first yes back. And I was like, yes. Um, (laughs) But it is one of those things. Like I think we get in our own way when it comes to like reaching out to people. And I think if we do build our profile that big, that is a huge win, but don't make yourself like, yeah, Yeah. exactly. Like remember that, like remind people you were human (laughs) occasionally. (laughs) I'm still down here. My feet are still on the earth. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I think that's been so helpful. Thank you so much for coming on again and sharing all your little bits of wisdom. As always, I'll put all the show notes, all your contact details in the show notes, but how else can people reach you? Great. Um, yeah. So find me on LinkedIn, look for Erin Huckle and you'll find me on there. I am also on Instagram at Chuckle Communications. My website is Chuckle Communications and I am definitely accessible and always open to people <laughs> contacting me out of the blue just to say hi or to ask the question. You know, I, my door is always open. If I don't reply straight away, it's probably because I'm busy, not because I'm too important to answer. So, um, He's got three kids, a dog and a cat, people. Yeah. <laughs> busy, busy. I'll, I'll it but it's funny just one more thing really quickly that, you know, often people do contact someone and then they don't hear back and they just sort of feel really deflated. Follow up. You know, if you are contacting someone that has a high profile and they're busy, follow up. You know, so often I get great wins for clients just by following up a week later and they're like, oh, yeah, I did see your email, but I was really busy. Yeah, but, that's such a good point. Yeah. And you know the other game changer? I mean, we're, so, we're just going to <laughs> The other game changer that I've noticed is sending a voice memo. Yeah, that can be good. And I've, yeah. I've sometimes used Loom to send little video messages yeah. to people too and say, oh, I'm too busy to write you an email, so I'm just sending a quick video. And it's a good way to sort of give people an immediate way to connect. Totally. And I think the difference 
is also they know it's 100% personal. Yeah, exactly. It's not just a cut and paste. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. I think it makes yeah. a difference. Yeah. yeah tips with Beck and Erin. <laughs> you could just go all day. Oh, I know, we really could. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on again. It has been awesome. I'm sure we'll get you back again in the future, I have no doubt. But awesome. thank you so much for, for all the gifts that you have given the audience today. Oh, thanks, Beck. It's great being here.